This is Athenia, giving voice to the people who make Athens, Georgia, the unique, weird, and wonderful place we call home. Did you ever feel like there was like a unspoken rivalry between us growing up with some things? I would say yeah. I just remember I would never compare myself to the other competition. I'd always compare myself to you. Like when we got the skateboard and the skate ramps in the driveway and it was who could do the half pipe <laughs> first. And we were out there until one of us almost shattered our wrists. <laughs> I don't but think either would... one of us no. actually did that. <laughs> oh, no, I, I think uh, mom and dad cut us off. But um, I just remember if any of our friends would come over, I didn't really care if they could go up the half pipe. But if you could do it, I would stay out there all day trying to make myself go up the half pipe just because you could. But Even, it, my feelings were never hurt. I just want to yeah. do better than Caitlin because I just want to do better than Caitlin. Yeah, you def- I would say having a twin definitely pushes you like outside. Competitiveness. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Everything's a competition. Like, do you remember when we were 10 or 12 and we played Master Chef, <laughs> which is like the least creative title ever? It's my favorite game. And we would, at the end of it, score who cooked each other the better meal. And that one time you, I don't even know what you thought when you made this dish, but... Oh, the mashed potatoes with chopped hot dogs in it. That you hid under the mashed potatoes so you couldn't even see the hot dogs. Okay, I accepted defeat because whatever, I forgot what you made me, but it was so good and I couldn't top it. So I just was like, I'll just... I mean, honestly, anything is better than mashed potatoes with a surprise hot dog underneath it. I beg to differ. Do you still eat it? No, I have not eaten it since have you I ever- served. Nope, I've never actually tried it, but I couldn't imagine it being that bad. Has anyone you ever told, like, oh, that sounds great? No, everyone says that's disgusting. So then why'd you make it for me? <laughs> I just, I don't know. Do you remember that time in fifth grade when we had to do physicals for school and everyone had to do it? And there was like a... Oh, yeah, you got like an award at the end. And there was a running part, sit-ups, and push-ups, push-ups, and then the, the pull-up part. <laughs> no one could ever do the pull-up part except me, including you. You couldn't do it. You never got the award. Oh <laughs> I mean, it's not like I really cared that much until you did five pull-ups and I did zero. And then I was like, well, <laughs> how do I get to do five pull-ups? Not that Honestly, I ever yeah. did. <laughs> I always loved those days because I would feel really cool and strong and a lot better than you. Like, ha, something I can do and you can't. I feel like an Olympic athlete, honestly. What eight-year-old does pull-ups? Well, me and the four other people who received the award, so I don't know. Speaking of rivalries, when people think about twin rivalries, they think about us competing against each other. But there was that one time that we teamed up against Dad. Oh, yeah? And, our, like, he's a doctor, so, like, he should know, you know, fact from fiction oh yeah and we made up that <laughs> we were at the kitchen counter being lazy and he wanted us to go get like the mail or something and oh, they told yeah. him we had paralysis and told <laughs> him it was a selective leg movement it, they would work when they wanted to and when they didn't they didn't work and he went and looked up in his uh journals he looked it up for like an hour like looking up this fake disease that me and you made up and legitimately yeah. like we forgot about it and he would he came out of his den and was like I can't find anything on this, this paralysis. It's <laughs> like new groundbreaking studies. We were like, oh, oh yeah. I think we went on with it for like a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for a while. And then he, we told him it was fake and he... I don't think he ever believed us about anything <laughs> ever again. Yeah, he did not. He definitely did not. I'm Jenny Alpa. And I'm Shannon Hoshield. Rivalry runs deep within families, but even deeper between twins. That was me and my twin, Caitlin. We were reminiscing about the good old days of friendly competition. Needless to say, we did have a lot of fun times growing up, 
but there was always this unspoken challenge of wanting to do better than the other one. Today on Athenia, we're talking about rivalries. Rivalries between twins, sports teams, and literary societies. With over 200 years of history, it's no surprise that the University of Georgia is home to a rivalry or two. And we're not just talking about football. One day, a couple members of the Demosthenians, which is the university's oldest literary society, stormed out of a meeting in order to form their own society, Phi Kappa. Ever since, there's been a long-standing rivalry between these two groups. While things may not be as heated as they were in the early days, there is still a healthy amount of competition between the two debate societies. Reporters Sarah Dupuis and Angela Higginson spoke to members from each society to see how the rivalry lives on today. My name is Nolan Hendricks. I'm a former president of the Demosthenian Literary Society, which is the oldest continuous literary society here at the University of Georgia and um, along the East Coast. Um, the Demosthenian Literary Society was the first student organization at the University of Georgia, founded by its graduating class uh, in 1803. It is uh, an extemporaneous debate society that meets weekly Thursdays at 7 o'clock. I'm Sandaria. I'm a senior psychology major, and I've been in Phi Kappa for two years now. Phi Kappa Literary Society is the full name, and it's basically a debate organization that meets every Thursday for officially, like, for, for the main debate from 7 p.m. to around 9 p.m. Despite meeting at the same time on the same day to debate, there are huge differences between the two societies at least according to their respective members. The Demosthenian Literary Society was first created and their debating style is, the all of their debates are spontaneous, like extemporaneous on the spot. And because um, they're more like theatrical in their debate style, um, some people came out of the Demosinian Literary Society and created the Phi Kappa Literary Society. It's kind of depending on, like, we also really like to do research and, like, delve deeply into topics while, like, you know, if you're just debating, like, Syria and, you, and someone just brought it up on the spot, you wouldn't really know what to say. So I think, like, just that pursuit of depth is, like, te what tends to draw people towards Phi Kappa. Um, although, like, there are valid reasons why you would want to just pursue the like theatrical debate right. style. The main difference between Demosthenian and Phi Kappa, and this is the why I enjoy being a Demosthenian, is that Phi Kappa prepares their speeches. Um, they're, uh, they prepare a week in advance, they announce the topic, everyone knows, and they also have assigned AFNEG uh, speakers. Demosthenian, however, is an extemporaneous debate society, which means you walk into Demosthenian Hall not knowing what you're going to debate that night. Uh, we debate current events, um, we debate everything from policy, philosophy, to absurdity, um, and we debate several times in a night, so we'll have three different debates going on. Um, Demosthenian is far less orderly than Phi Kappa is, and because we're an open chamber, which means people can come in and out as you want. We have our own lower chamber, um, and which people can come hang out at, and it's very more open doors, rowdy uh, kind of debate than it is structural. In the past, the rivalry between the Demosthenians and Phi Kappa was much more heated. According to Phi Kappa's website, upon their refounding in 1991, members of Phi Kappa marched to the rival hall to announce their return. In retaliation, the Demosthenians formed their own procession and gifted Phi Kappa a wooden tombstone they had carved after Phi Kappa's closing. Today, the two groups meet twice a year for an inter-society debate, a sign of the two clubs peacefully coexisting. Well... Somewhat. Uh, I'm proud to say Demosthenian has won the majority of these debates. 
Um, I think we have a two out of three winning streak um, going on. And Dimsonian, prior to my freshman year, won four, had four consecutive victories. Um, we win, we win more often than we lose. Uh, we're happy with that fact, and we like to brag about it. However, no debate is needed for both groups to agree that their rivalry makes being a member of either group a little bit more fun. I definitely think, like, without another society, we can't have our meetings and then our debate competition, like the inter-society debate. Mm -hmm. So I think for sure we push each other and hold each other to higher standards. Of course, like, no one in Phi Kappa would want to be a Democinian or like mingle in that sort of way. I think oratory in general is good for people. Um, after Phi Kappa disbanded that time, the rivalry sort of um, diluted and fizzed out because you can't have a rivalry if your rival doesn't exist. Um, and now that the new Phi Kappa has been made, we're hoping to re reignite some of those old flames. When people think of Georgia, Florida, they think football, but these rivals also go head to head on the ice. Alex Carey. I'm the captain and I'm the team president, I guess. So how do you feel about the game? My God. That's a, that's a huge win at home. Those are the games you love to be a part of. Uh, great for the fans to be here. Great for the fans to see a win like that. So uh, It's about the same. It's the, same. It's the, you know, the kids that build a uh, rivalry in football, the same guys that are out here competing, making it happen in hockey. So I think it's uh, very similar. So. so did you feel some of that rivalry out there Absolutely. Today? Every single time we play Florida Tech, anybody... We always feel the rivalry. So what does it mean to win against Florida for you? Man, as, as a senior in my last game at home against Florida, that's a huge, feels good, an overtime win. Um, I want to say the last, gosh, we've had a lot of good games against them the last few years, so um, I think that's our third overtime win against them in the last two years, so it's good, it's huge. That was the president of the UGA's club hockey team, the Ice Dogs. I spoke with him after a big win against rival University of Florida. The Ice Dogs beat the Gators 6-5 in overtime. Athenia reporter Alex Vandenhuvel met with the Ice Dogs PA announcer Joe Dennis for some coffee to discuss the rivalry among these two teams. It's one of those games where we usually have a pretty big crowd and automatically that elevates the atmosphere and the players definitely will buy into that. I can tell you that in my three years of announcing the Ice Dogs, there have been a handful of fights I've seen <laughs> and I would say about maybe if, if I've seen five fights in my three years, three of them have come against Florida. So it's just that elevated atmosphere and the fans you know especially the students who attend the game you know, they have this kind of innate hatred in a you know in a competitive sort of way right. innate hatred of Florida and so that trickles onto the ice with the players and and I think you can definitely see that two years ago I saw Florida beat Georgia that was a rough one 
Um, last year, Georgia was really at the top of their game and pretty much clobbered Florida. So this year, you know, it seems they're both kind of evenly matched. So I think that definitely adds to the rivalry. I think the hatred would still be there if it was one team was overmatched against the other. But you know that that energy would dissipate, you know, by the end of the first period because one of the teams would be up by several points. Mm -hmm. It's so much more fun. Just like the team feeds off the energy of the crowd, the public address announcer feeds off the energy of the crowd too. Because if, first of all, if there's a large crowd there, by nature, even though I'm mic'd and have a, you know, obviously a, I don't need to shout into the microphone, by nature of just having a lot of people around and having a hard time even hearing myself talk, I'm going to speak louder and just be, you know, be more energetic in my speaking um, than if the arena is only half full. But also when things happen, when a goal scores and there's just that excitement, you know, that is kind of taken to the next level against a rival team, um, my excitement is up too. And of course, I'm a huge Ice Dogs fan, so I'm, I'm one of those fans that also feeds into that. You know, we score a goal against life university i'm like yay we score a goal against florida i'm like yes <laughs> after the win i spoke to another ice dogs player yeah my name's cam gilmore how do you feel about the game i feel great i mean uh it's my fourth year here first year we lost every game to florida since then, we've won seven straight, so it's just awesome. Three of those games have been overtime wins. It just feels great to celebrate against a rival like that. So do you feel the rivalry whenever you're playing? Absolutely. I mean, we play these guys four times a year about. We, we catch them in the playoffs, so we know everyone on the teams, and every shift we're out there, you, you can just feel the energy. That's awesome. So do you think it's more, like, more competitive than football, or do you think it's about the same? I mean, I think it's got to be about the same. Those football players... I mean, those games are, have so much more magnitude, so there's just that added, added element. But the fact that we see them four times a year, they see them once, we just know the other team better, so there's that extra little bit of chippiness. You could definitely see when we're playing a rival like Florida, you can definitely see the intensity in the fans, the intensity on the players. Um, the, there's tension in the air. In the game this season against Florida, we were down by a couple goals. We were, you know, we scored another goal, and it was tied. It was a very close game, and you could, there was so much tension. Yeah, just in the air, sitting at the at the table, at the uh, announcer's table slash music table, we play all the in-game stuff. We could see, you know, we, we were even talking like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? We might lose this one. You know, like there's just all this nervousness. So when we score a goal, it's just like all this tension that's bottled up, it just explodes. Hockey is such an intense game. and. The fact that, you know, it's it's one of the few sports where, you know, you the harder you pound someone into the boards, you know, the harder you check someone, you know, the better a play it is. 
and and, and it's totally allowed. And I think when you're playing a rival, you know, and you see uh, the wing up against the boards trying to fight for the puck, and you're skating into them, I think you know. The, there's that urge, like that adrenaline rush, is like, I'm going to hit him hard, just a little bit harder <laughs> on both sides, on both sides of the puck, not just, you know, Georgia. And so I think that is where you see that in the ice. And of course, when you hit people harder, you know, when you take what some might think are, are you know, cheaper shots, because it's just that adrenaline going, then tempers flare, and that's how fights break out. You know, fighting is not allowed in hockey, um, but as you're checking people into the ice, as you're, you know, taking your, your stick and, you know, <laughs> jabbing it into someone's knee or, you know, just things like that, it, it just, if, if that's happening against you, you're getting more and more enraged. And that's kind of the beauty of hockey. Um, but when you're playing a team that, one, you're evenly matched. Um, so every little, you know, every little check, everything you could do to give you a slight advantage is important, right? But also, you know, there's that innate um, hatred <laughs> of that team, right? Just because, you know, we're rivalries. In hockey, there's a lot of aggressive plays you can do that are completely legal. <laughs> and I think you might see more of that when you play a rival team. Anyone who went to, for instance, that Florida game, and that was their first game going to, they have to be hooked. Um, because it was such a competitive game, you could feel it in the atmosphere. Um, went into overtime, which was really exciting. Sudden death overtime, next goal wins. I think these competitive games are really good um, for building a fan base. Um, you know, the Ice Dogs and Georgia Ice Dogs fans have been blessed because the team has been so good and so dominant the past couple seasons. Um, and that's a good thing. I mean, you don't want to look down on a team that's, you know, last year they won every regular season home game. Um, and that's always good. Winning is always good. But, man, you can't beat these competitive games, right? And so I think that's so important to attract, you know, hook in new fans. Right. Yeah. You can find out more about the Ice Dogs, including when their next game is, at UGAHockey.com. You've been listening to Athenia. Reach out to us through our email, radioathenia at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook if you have a great Athens story that you want to share. Thanks to Nick Malice for our theme music, and special thanks to Hunter Callahan for the music you're listening to now. Our team includes Jenny Alpaw, Lauren Baggett, Sarah Dupuis, Savannah Flynn, Angela Higginson, Shannon Hoshield, Robin McIntyre, Kara Pemberton, Jake Troyer, and Alex Vandenhuvel. This has been Athenia. Thanks for listening. Of a preacher's daughter But oh my soul Shines bright like a harvest moon So lay me down Lay me down Where the wildflowers bloom
Flowers blow.